Welcome to episode 129 of the Marvel Studios News Podcast. My name is Sean Gerber. In a moment, I'll be joined by Paul Herman, as well as special guest Brian Crew. You may remember Brian from episode 91 last year, in which he shared with us his MCU viewing order. Brian is back again, just in time for Dark Phoenix as we come off of last week's spoiler review. Brian is going to share with us his viewing order for Fox's Mutant Universe, all of the X-Men movies, as well as the Deadpool films. So that's what we're going to be talking about, and Brian joins us as a member of our Patreon community. Speaking of which, I have some folks to thank. Thank you very much to Kelly White, Alexander Williams, Caleb Grimm, and Steve, the latest members of our Patreon community, which means they have access to exclusive content not available anywhere else, including Patreon credit scenes where we take a main episode like this, and then we discuss an additional topic. And for this week for the Patreon credit scene, Brian is back with us to update that MCU viewing order because last time we left off with Ant-Man and the Wasp, but we have picked up two Marvel films since then. Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. So we're going to factor those into Brian's viewing order from last year. And those Patreon credit scenes are available for just a dollar a month. And they actually come with 24 hour early access to this podcast, the show that you hear on the main feed, wherever you're getting it, iTunes, Google play, Spotify, wherever. And then we have plenty of other tiers for even more exclusive content. We have a daily Monday through Friday news show. We have multiple Q&A shows, a monthly Marvel Unlimited book club show in which we discuss comics that usually connect to or that often connect to the MCU, as you know. So we have all of those available. And when you sign up and get that exclusive audio, you get your own private RSS feed that you can use to subscribe in a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts and get all of your Marvel Studios news podcasts in one place, the main show as well as all of the Patreon exclusives. It's all in one spot. You don't have to track things down multiple places. Our Patreon also has tiers that include rewards like membership to our Patreon-exclusive Discord community as well as opportunities to be on this show. So for more information, for all of the information on all of the tiers and all the exclusives that we have on our Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. And with that all set, let's get on with our show. Okay, Paul, so we did what we wanted to do last week. We got it over with, with our Dark Phoenix spoiler review. And All so said. now uh, we mentioned that it wasn't a, a retrospective, although we shared some retrospective-ish thoughts sure. during the show uh, last week. But for this episode, it's not so much a retrospective. It's going to be a viewing order, as I talked about in the introduction ahead of this. And there's only one person we go to if we're going to have... <laughs> Viewing orders that are not necessarily the uh, the main options that everybody goes with, whether it's chronolo- uh, chronological in terms of release or story. So for that, we bring back Brian Crew. Brian, welcome back to Marvel Studios News. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me back. Now, I mean, I had so much fun doing that MCU, uh, doing the MCU viewing order last year, and and I can't wait. And for for reference, for those who don't know, that was episode ninety one. Uh, but I, I absolutely love doing that, and I can't wait to do some amendments in the Patreon credit scene for this week to factor in Captain Marvel and Endgame. Uh, but yeah, before, I, I, oh, go ahead. <laughs> just, oh, I was just gonna say I can't wait for the resulting argument between Paul and I for oh, where Captain Marvel goes. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> sit back and listen. It's gonna be great. <laughs> maybe there won't, maybe there won't be as many arguments as you think. Who knows? No. Who knows? Maybe not. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to anticipate. 
it's yes, exactly. I spend enough time arguing with Paul. I'm happy when I'm not the one who has to do it. Just so <laughs> when I can just sit and listen I'm to somebody to else do it. Off of you. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I think the good thing too is that there's no wrong viewing order. These are just fun ways to uh, see these movies again and watch them different ways, so we kind of have the different yeah. experiences. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's true. That's true. So we before we get into this viewing order for Fox's X Men franchise, let's uh, really quickly catch up with you on Dark Phoenix because we haven't really talked about uh, the movie with you i know well there was the message that we shared as we were setting up the show that i gives me at least a little bit of a hint as to how you felt about dark phoenix <laughs> i don't think you were in in strong disagreement with paul or myself based on our spoiler review last week no it was a mess um i mean dark phoenix is my favorite comic book story ever mm-hmm. so my standards are pretty high and uh you know by far the best the best version of the Dark Phoenix story is the animated series mm-hmm. from the 90s. I mean, that was so good they had to give Chris Claremont writing credit on the show. They got it really right. And so to know that an animated series from the 90s could get it so right and like a $200 million movie just can't get there. And the fact that Simon Kinsberg had had a chance to do this story once, saw what went wrong, and was kind of... Uh, shockingly given the chance to do it again and still couldn't get it right uh it was pretty it wasn't surprising that it was disappointing but it wasn't uh it wasn't you know it it was just kind of sad to sit through it actually like you i wasn't um surprised i kind of knew as soon as it was announced uh, like oh this is one too far they just should stop please stop um i mean i didn't like apocalypse is a weak X-Men film, but the ending was actually solid. We got to see him in the nineties costumes. They kind of redid that nice dialogue between Xavier and, and Eric that was from the first film. It just felt like a bookend. Whereas this just feels like one trip too many to the well. And, uh, it was, it, it's probably it, to me, it wasn't as bad. Actually, I may like it more than you do. I don't think it's as bad as origins or I actually did like it better than the last stand. I thought it was an improvement, but not by much. Hmm. I don't know if it's better or worse than Last Stand. I just I know it's different enough, so it's, yeah. it's not the same movie over again. But yeah. I, I don't know. In some ways, I actually, as far as what's the better movie, I think it's harder to say. As far as which one mm. I was entertained by, I, I would actually <laughs> give an edge to Last Stand because at least um, Last Stand mm-hmm. has some good things to laugh at. Not a whole lot right. to la- even at least laugh at in Dark Phoenix. Well. There's some stuff. I mean, Storm can't cross right. the street because of a guy whipping because of a guy whipping his dreadlocks. But I, I, I was that guy baffled me. I was like, "What is he doing here?" Yeah, I, yeah, that was rough. nobody knows. I'm not even <laughs> sure if he was actually supposed to be on set or if he just snuck on. I don't even know what that was. I think he's one of the animators who was working on the film who just put himself in the movie. I think that's what. Happened. I mean. If so, then I actually love it, and it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in the history of cinema. If somebody snuck themselves into the movie, then it's a win. Outside of that, it's a no-go. So um, in terms of viewing order, so just to go through this, you're going through – your viewing order includes all of the Fox movies, so does this include Deadpool? Uh, This will include Deadpool. Uh, I should qualify. It includes all the Fox mutant movies. I'm not going to include Daredevil, Elektra, Fantastic Four. Well, they're not, yeah, they're not yeah. part of the universe. Yeah, nor, nor should you. <laughs> no, no. Well, we, first, hey, hey, uh, Daredevil. Don't, don't knock Daredevil. I love Daredevil. I, I, just... I have some friends who jokingly refer to all the Fox movies, including those, as the MCFU. <laughs> <laughs> it's not entirely unfair. All right, so <laughs> no. th- since we're talking about the Fox mutant verse, what is our first film in this viewing order? 
Uh, well, I think, uh, and this may be the only time that Paul and I, or first off, I have to say, for the purposes of streamlining this conversation, I'm putting X-Men Origins Wolverine to the side. We'll come back to it at the end. It is... Excuse me? We're, I'm just going to... Because I, I, it, it ruins it, everything. <laughs> it, it does ruin well, everything. They're not and wrong. It could, it could go multiple places. So rather than just bringing it up on where to kind of dump it off, mm-hmm. I'll just kind of come back to it at the end. Now, did you, you know, approach this? Uh, arguments about this. There might be more arguments in the show than I anticipated. Yeah. Go on. That's I great. Have a think, but, I think there's only two movies we're going to argue about, and that's one of them. Yeah. So okay. let me let me ask this, though, Brian. So Because I remember yeah. from your perspective on your viewing order from the last time was – it was almost as if you were going to, if you were going to introduce somebody to the MCU. This is what yes. you would say. This is the order in which you would introduce them to the, the movies of the MCU. So, is it that same philosophy going into this one? If you were introducing yes, somebody to the mutant verse, yes, exactly. And thank you for saying that. Uh, so it's it is yeah. It's as if somebody hasn't seen these before. Uh, it's also these were this these lists for both the MCU and uh, the X Men list was done because I was programming movie nights for my friends and I, and we would do double features, and so I kind of had to program the best double feature, and get through the whole series as a catch up night. And the first time we started was for uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. We did the MCU up to that point, and then the next year was Apocalypse. So we decided, hey, let's pick up the X Men. So I had to figure out the X Men, and actually, when we did that one, it was an odd number of movies and we just didn't include X-Men Origins Wolverine. We just cut it out. Mm. But I've since kind of looked at it and tried to figure out a good place for it. But it's easier. There's a lot of places. And I think in looking at this viewing order versus doing the MCU one, there's just a lot of options in this one of how to do it. And I can give reasons why. And it would go here or go there. But at the end of the day, it is going to be up to everybody to enjoy the films how they want to. So these are just kind of recommendations and thoughts. And uh, one of the things I enjoy about doing this with the, the two of you is that between the three of us, we kind of represent three different ways of looking at these movies. You know, Sean, you're, you tend to be, at least for the MCU, I don't know how you stand on the X-Men films, but for there, you're release order. And Paul, you're more chronological. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have a story order, like a, a different kind of, maybe if we do this and this, it's kind of a mixture between the two of like, maybe these might flow a little better with a third option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, so uh, like I said, for X-Men Origins Wolverine, uh, I'm just going to put that to the side for a second and I'll come back to it and we can go through a couple places where you could put that. Um, so it, the X-Men films start very much like the MCU. You have a choice. You can st- it's like MCU can start with Cap or Iron Man. We've already had that argument. But uh, <laughs> here you can start with uh, either First Class or the original X-Men. And probably unsurprisingly, I'm going to start with the original X-Men. And my reason behind that is is just, to me, that's the beginning of Marvel superhero films. If you're going to introduce somebody to not only the X-Men, but Marvel superhero films, that's where you start. And as somebody who grew up on the comics and was also a a child of the 80s, I would go to the video store and try to track down old Hulk or Spider-Man episodes, try to get Dolph Lundgren's Punisher, all the crappy marvel movies that we can and stuff that was just not quite like hulk you could kind of squint and pretend it was great but you're always just kind of oh, waiting for oh, hulk to oh, show up. brian you're killing me here <laughs> seriously return to the incredible hulk was so good when thor was there when he when oh, the guy well, is thor like, is 
Thor wasn't yeah. the '70s show. That was the '90 movie. But those well, things are it's still the same thing. It's still because it's the same show. It's the same yeah. thing. I mean, I mean I don't, I, as somebody I who watched and tracked down all of that stuff as a kid, oh, with I, with you know, especially with Hulk being my favorite Marvel character, I mean. I don't think what Brian's saying is unfair here, Paul. Like that, that series is—it's <laughs> it's good, good because you want it to be. It's good because it's all you have. If you were comparing that to what we have now, it, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it just doesn't hold up even a little bit. I mean, it's and yeah. And I, I think what I'm saying is, and and I have to say is, I have a shelf with all of the Marvel release stuff, and I'm looking at it, and it has the, those incredible Hulk movies and the, all five seasons of the show. I have a love for those things. All I'm saying is, is that when you would turn them on your TV set, you were kind of always looking at them and squinting a bit because you wanted them to be as good as Chris Reeves, Superman or as Tim Burton's Batman. You just wanted big budget stuff. And the X-Men, that first X-Men movie um, was the first time you got to the theater. And I was like, yeah, maybe the suits are wrong or this is off, but like, that's ex- that's a great introduction for Wolverine in a steel cage match. Like that's that's how you introduce Wolverine in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, at least there. I mean, I would prefer it. It's more Hulk 181. But hey, this is this is was pretty dang good for what we were had gotten yeah. before, mm-hmm. and it that's felt fair, right. Fair, yeah. And uh, and Patrick Stewart as an introduction to I prefer Patrick Stewart as an introduction to Professor X versus James McAvoy, and because it's just that's who I was reading in like, I was a big star Trek fan and there was a star Trek X-Men crossover and there was a, a book and they were joking in the book, how they thought ex- professor Xavier and uh, captain Picard were the same person. And it's like a few years later, there's the movie. Yeah, they are the same person. Cause that's who is the perfect casting. There is nothing better. So I would always start somebody on X-Men one. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, I think with, well, one of the greatest moments in first class, the cameo with Wolverine means nothing. If that's the, if that's the first yeah. movie you've ever seen, I mean, there's no payoff to that. But I also agree exactly. that that with uh, with Charles Xavier, some of the stuff with McAvoy that's not great. I mean, what we joked about last week of him just mm-hmm. using his studies on mutation to pick up girls in a bar, like <laughs> there's no redeeming quality to that if you don't know he ends up becoming Patrick Stewart. And so yeah. I think setting I think the first X-Men does a much better job of setting the tone for what this universe is than first class. First class does a good job playing with it, uh, but it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you don't already have a, a frame of reference. So I would definitely yeah. start with X-Men in 2000. And I also think that it's it also the opening at the concentration camp. If you watch yeah. first class first, the t- the shorter version of that in X-Men one, it's not going to be as interesting, whereas that serves as a good tease that later is paid off in first right. class. Totally agree. I, I would argue. I would argue that the um, the the, the oh, let me let me rephrase this, okay? Because because uh, it's it's my turn to go, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. And, <laughs> but, it, but it goes into that concentration camp scene as well. I if I was doing a viewing order, and it's gonna come no surprise to you two. It's definitely <laughs> it's definitely gonna be first class because I'm right. I just I just feel that I, I like first class a lot. I think it's 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 one of the better um, of the of the later X Men films that we. You know that we got, um, mm-hmm. including you know Wolverine Origins and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I haven't rewatched it in a long time. I need to, but uh, I remember, I just really enjoy it. And, I, and I, I, it's funny because before we, way before we even got this episode, I've already kind of decided what my my X Men viewing order was always going to be. Uh, and when we, when Sean told told me about the show, I'm like, oh great, this will be perfect. This kind of you know, and it's I don't think it's very <laughs> uncommon, but. Uh, but yeah, I'd go with first class. And I think that you made a great point too, Sean, that there is – you have Xavier kind of not being a great character in the very, very beginning of, of first class, which we complained about 
that he kind of regresses to that in Dark Phoenix. But I feel with like all that we we're gonna get and as the films kind of go on and change in my viewing order, you could kind of justify he almost becomes a different person later on. So I feel like first class you can you can do that with what with what with the viewing order that viewing order that I'm gonna do. And I would say you go there first. And and though you're right, the the Wolverine cameo is whatever. But I also kind of like the idea of just like you're almost a teasing of what's to come too with with Wolverine. So, mm-hmm. um, I would say I will I will say that I don't like the the extended concentration camp stuff with um, uh, Magneto as a kid. I don't like that. I like the original X Men way. It's way more like just dramatic and everything and. And I don't like the I don't like the way they reshot it with a new actor. I just it just seemed really odd and off to me. And I just I like the original way better. So that's hmm. the one drawback to doing this one first. But I definitely if I'm doing the viewing order, I'm going first class. Uh, I see one of the things I love about that movie is the extended concentration camp scene. The, the, uh, the scenes themselves are good, but it, it's the payoff of him when he goes and hunts down, starts hunting down the Nazis and going after them. I, I kind of like the, I almost wanted to see, which I think it originally was, was X-Men Origins Magneto. And it was just him hunting down the Nazis that had done him wrong. And I thought I, I would have loved to have seen kind of a, a 70s, almost grindhouse Magneto movie of him doing that. But uh, at least we get the one good scene of it. So I, I'm, I'm cool with the concentration camp stuff. You I know, think that's a great addition. And what's really interesting too, and I'm not sure if I'll ever, I'll ever get a chance to talk about this again but uh i believe and, and it sounds like you're a pretty old school like me brian uh oh yeah it's is that you know for years when they were kind of after right around last stand they were kicking back and forth in a magneto origin film yeah and that was and that's what essentially yeah. first class became but it was almost exclusively about magneto which i, I thought right. was interesting that they eventually used that for first class and that they were kicking around the ideas of doing a Wolverine and a, a Magneto like solo films, which we eventually, essentially, we got them. Yeah. But I, I definitely agree that like I do. That you need that to have the reason why he goes and hunts these these uh, Germans uh, down, uh, these Nazis down, essentially. So, so yeah, I I, I totally get that. I, I just I just I just the reason I don't like it is because. I just think the shooting the, they basically shot the same thing with was like with uh, around the 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 young actor mm-hmm. all the other people are the same I believe am I, am I mistaken on that am I, I remembering correctly though I just watched first class a couple weeks ago and I I think it's it's pretty close it's just I remember the first time I had the same reaction the first time I saw it yeah. like opening weekend and I was like whoa what's going on it's like the same but different and I think it's shorter yeah. in first class and I almost mm. wish they had just used that original yeah, version exactly. of it and then gone to yeah. the other stuff. Because yeah, exactly. when you've seen the first version, it's a little jarring. And I yes, think that's exactly. one of the other reasons, and I think you just kind of said this too, is I almost I prefer the original version of just the bending of the gate. Uh, I almost I, That's why I kind of want to start there and then yeah. use the shortened version that serves as a reminder later on. I'm with Brian on this X-Men 2000 <laughs> for our starting point. Um, All right. For the sake of getting this show completed, <laughs> so, yeah. since we're, well, we're, one, we're one movie down, uh, yeah. Brian, what's second on the list? I think we're going to pick up a lot of speed here because the second on the list is we're going to go one, two, three. It's going to be X-Men United. Uh, I don't think there's too much debate about that. Uh, it's, it's the next piece of the story after X-Men 1 mm-hmm. and just keeps the story going. Yeah, I mean, it's in some ways I would almost skip X Men and just go straight to X Two. Although I like the first <laughs> X Men movie, I really do. But X Two, 
it's just it it remains my favorite of uh of all of these so yeah i, I mean I, I can't think of a better way to follow x-men in 2000 than to go right into x2 yep i'm gonna go with uh wolverine origins that's oh. just because it's the again i'm going i i had to go again if i if i'm gonna do it for myself if i'm gonna rewatch these movies again which i have not rewatched these in a long time mind you mm-hmm. i would definitely go with wolverine origins just because i want to go and keep this the current we'll just say the current timeline healthy mm-hmm. right because so so yeah so just so people are following me here i'm going with <laughs> first class then wolverine origins okay. and then x-men and then x2 I would go, yeah. Then I would go. Let me make sure and get this right. Yeah. So then wait, go wait, hold on. If you're X-Men. going chronologically, then you're yes. going. <laughs> you're gonna go. Well, I mean, there's some of Origins that's way before uh, First mm-hmm. Class. Although, if you want, basically, right. it's pre-credit sequence. By the time you get to yeah. the credit sequence, it's after. Yeah. First Class. So, but isn't? Wouldn't Wolverine? I can't even remember when Origins is set. It's been a long time since I've seen late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. Okay, so uh, then yeah. you so, should go. So first class, then you should actually go Days of Future Past in chronological. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> oh, because they go because, back because they actually go back yeah, in time in back. that one. Yeah. They go back in time and create a new timeline. Right. So that's yeah. where I'm going. This so is where after I'm going Origins, with. then. So after Origins in late seventies, yeah. then you're going to Apocalypse. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I mean, you're trying. You're saying because Days of Future Days of Future Past creates a whole different timeline. Right. So bear Got with me it. here. Okay. So yeah. So what happens is you go first class because that's untouched. Okay. Because that that because when they go back in dates of future past, first class already happened. Yeah, it's the only okay? one that counts in both timelines. Yeah. Exactly. Fair enough. So then, yeah. So then you go Wolverine Origins. Even though we just then, learned that Back to the Future is a bunch of bullshit, you're going to go ahead and say <laughs> that, that a new timeline. I whatever. I, I know, back I, to the Future is not I, bullshit according to Fox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't been bought by uh, they, they hadn't been bought by Disney yet. They hadn't bought Disney, exactly. So. so so then I so so speed things up on my end. Yes, I would, then I would <laughs> okay. go. Wolverine, so I'd go X Men or excuse me, and I'd get, then after Wolverine Origins, then I'd go X Men, X Men Two, X Men Three. Okay, cool. I just wanted to sync us up so we're kind of on the yeah. same. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and I'm once we get to X Men One, Two, Three, I'm right in sync with you. Uh, and, uh, and just kind of, uh, so the way we were doing this when I was watching them with, uh, my group, we were watching them as double features. So we started with X1, X2, Hmm. and then we did X-Men Last Stand. Uh, if you're, if you're the release order, I'll just kind of throw this out there. The one after Last Stand would be X-Men Origins Wolverine. Right. But I think either way, Paul and I both are not going to put that there. The one I go with next is the Wolverine. And cause that Hmm. just takes, it, it picks up a year after Last Stand. Rogan's right. grieving for Gene's death. And when we did that as a double feature, it actually was funny because nobody in the room was a big Last Stand fan. Uh, but they actually felt going into Last Stand com- and going straight into the Wolverine, it actually made the Wolverine, the beginning, have more of an emotional impact. Like you actually kind of felt Logan's grief and you got it. And it, it those two movies worked as a good one-two punch. Um, third act problems of the Wolverine aside, it's, it did flow much better and kind of matches the timeline. I think that's a really good call. I think I would enjoy. I mean, I don't know if I'll go back and watch those two, Last Stand and then Wolverine back to back, but <laughs> that, it's, that a, would it's, mean, it's a commitment. <laughs> but I could totally see where that works, though, because you yeah. know the some of the Logan and Gene stuff in Wolverine in 2013, seven years after Last Stand, it almost feels a little, I don't know, like we've been through this, even though we really hadn't. 
uh, yeah, you know, it feels very disconnected. Yeah. And so if you've cut origins out of the equation and cause maybe if they hadn't gone back and done an origin movie, if they did a Wolverine solo movie without doing origins, it could have actually, the Wolverine movie in 2009 could have been this one. I mean, I know I, yeah. butterfly effect and everything, it wouldn't have been this one, but just in terms of story, uh, they could have told the movie, they could have told the story just like this, uh, in 2009, yeah. just as easily. And, and it probably would have flowed better, uh, coming off of last stand. So I, I like that call a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, and that, and that was my, that was my next film too. It would be, then you'd watch the Wolverine and yeah. then, um, it, which, but which again is perfect. And I, I, and I agree with you. I have, I haven't rewatched the movies in a long time. I need to rewatch them all. You know, I, I think mm. I have them all. I, I don't have a, I got last stand have... playing on mute while we're talking. So that's going to get me, <laughs> that's going to get me through most of it. <laughs> Wow. wow i think that's I, I might be to... the only way i'd want to watch it is on mute yeah <laughs> oh it's not that bad come on oh, I, I that one in uh origins it took me a long time actually to accept the mcu because between those two films and spider-man 3 i was just burned mm-hmm. i was Dude, really really burned hard on marvel films i, I so i had to take a bad. little Straight up bad. I I will I will say that, and it, it wastes Lev Shriver or whatever his name is as saber tooth. He's a fantastic saber tooth. It was but good he's casting. The best part of the, he was the best part of that movie, and then it just was a big pile of crap. And yes. which I'll, I'll never forget. I said we 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 reviewed Wolverine Origins back in the day, right, Sean? Did we uh, we reviewed that movie. I I'm mean, it, it's pre modern Myth Media podcast because Origins was 2009. Okay, it, oh, oh, so, yeah. and I don't remember okay, going back and doing a going back and doing a retro review of that. Because I remember, I, re- I just remember watching see that movie opening night, Thursday night showing or midnight showing, and just being like, "Wow, I can't believe they did that." Because because yeah. like I watched Last Stand. I saw it a couple times that weekend and I liked it. I didn't think I mean, it wasn't as good as the other films, but I thought I was getting unfairly bashed and uh, I need to rewatch it. Cause I, there was, there was definitely stuff in there I loved. And like, I love <laughs> when, when uh, uh, Logan's like lighting his a cigar in the danger room and he's like, on, it's like on a, something's burning like a, like a, like a sentinel yeah. head or whatever. And he's like, yeah. he's like, Oh, that's, that's great. There's great stuff in there, but it's not perfect. It's not perfect. But oh, yeah, it's anyway, far, so far, it's far, 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 far from perfect. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm gonna, I back Paul up is I remember watching the first 20 minutes of Last Stand and thinking this isn't as bad as everybody's saying. And then Cyclops was killed and I was out the rest of the movie. Um, yeah, no, I know. I remember I didn't see Origins on I didn't see Wolverine on a on opening night. I saw it the next morning, Friday morning. And I was like yeah. the only one there because I had already heard like bad stuff from the reviews and the people reacting from like the midnight showings or whatever. But then I was like, I went and saw it the next day and I was like, oh, no. And I was all by myself. And and yeah. then I was and then I watched the movie and I was really all by myself. Um, <laughs> so that, but yeah, Last Stand, I remember being frustrated with Last Stand. I remember wanting so bad to like it because having loved the first two installments of the franchise. See, everybody, you're getting a little bit of retrospective with your viewing order. <laughs> I remember being just so bummed because there were some things I loved. Like, I'm always going to love Kelsey Grammer as Beast. Like, that's Mm -hmm. terrific casting, and I love watching him in that role. But my all-time favorite X-Men villain is Juggernaut. Don't ask me why. He just is. And he's completely ruined. (laughs) Completely (laughs) ruined. And I'll never forgive it for that. Yeah. Uh, It's it's pretty hard to watch. Um, But... Uh, one last note before we move on from the Wolverine or two notes. Uh, this is the first film uh, in our viewing order. It's one of four films that there are two cuts available. 
So you have a choice. Mm. Uh, and I, I don't particularly have a preference in this case, but the one thing I will say is I looked up which one the director prefers, and he prefers the theatrical cut. He, he wishes it had more of the swearing and a little more of the violence, but he thought the director's cut was a bit too long. So mm. uh, if you're choosing between cuts, that's a, there's a little information for you. And the only other thing I'd say is I like to do this. I, I know I kind of did this in the MCU podcast where I would add in extra things to watch between movies, like little commercials and things. And I have to, uh, at the end of the Wolverine, pop in the alternate ending where he gets the Wolverine costume in the case because it's the only time you're going to see the costume really in the whole series. And I wish it was part of the, one of the movies. So I just play that alternate ending for people when I watch it with them. It is the only glimpse we get of an actual Wolverine costume. So you're, you're not wrong. To steal, yep. to steal a line from Paul, which he stole from Cap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. right. Um, so, and uh, this is the other kind of little point where Paul and I are probably going to disagree. Because um, I, know, I know we disagree because he already put first class someplace. The Wolverine does end with a mid-credit scene that teases Days of Future Past. Uh, I kind of prefer putting a pause on going directly to Days of Future Past and going with first class. And... Some of the reasons we've talked about already with the first film. The other reason is I like keeping the McAvoy Fassbender cast together. I kind of yeah. like watching that arc of films with them mm. together. And it doesn't really bother me that you're putting a pause on the tease from the end of the Wolverine, because clearly a lot of time passes between the scene at the airport and the Wolverine. And when we pick things up in Days of Future Past, like an apocalypse has happened. Yeah. Something's gone well, wrong. It's, so... no more, it's no worse than watching Thanos say, fine, I'll do it myself in Age of Ultron, and then <laughs> waiting several movies to get to Thanos actually doing it himself in Infinity War. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it does cut down on wondering why he was doing himself after Ultron. Yeah. Because he didn't seem to have, but it's okay. Um, so anyways, that's where I would go with, uh, I go the Wolverine, then First Class, and then Days of Future Past. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I think I'd be I'd be inclined to agree with that one because I, I was with you on not having first class up first. And for Paul, uh, yeah, like you said, you two already d disagree, but I think Paul recognizes you got to put it in somewhere. <laughs> so like, yeah, you've got to get first class back into this uh, into this list. So um, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I think it's worthwhile to give a proper build up to the the McAvoy and Fassbender generation and get them going before you uh, pay off that tease because in you're really only putting it on pause for for a movie, or yeah. For one film, yeah. Well, I mean, like for me, this is where the alternate timeline kicks in. Like again, which I which I'm really into. I I do like the idea that because in my mind, apocalypse doesn't happen in in the in the in the time frame. Like I think, yeah, I, I think that Dark Phoenix and Apocalypse don't happen obviously in this in this continuity that we've got before days of future past. 100%. I so I feel like it's because of days of future past that there's ramifications from that. And that's why you get apocalypse and the dark Phoenix and all that jazz. Yeah. So that's, so yeah, so I, that's why I would go with, then I would go with dark or excuse me, uh, days of future past right after, uh, the Wolverine. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's the one benefit to putting first class versus you do get to connect the Wolverine and days of future mm -hmm. past. And so I, I, that does work. Um, and I just like connecting all the, like I said, mm -hmm. I kind of prefer separating the cast because I think it's just weird to introduce McAvoy Fassbender and then go back to the original cast and then go back to fact. Uh, See, Fassbender I don't. McAvoy. 
I, I, I like the idea. I, see, and the reason why I like to have like like you're kind of you're merging them together. That's why I love Future Past so much. Is that a fact that I mean, not not only that is it you know put in the you know a famous X Men story that is probably one of the best in X Men history, but the fact that you've got these great casts and you merge them together and they do a great job. I mean, it's, it's arguably, it's arguably for some people that Days of Future Past is probably the best non Deadpool X Men movie. And, um, you know, again, I'm not a huge Deadpool guy myself, but there's a lot of people who are. But I, I would, if you had to pick, you know, one of the better X-Men films, I think most people would, would put, you know, First Class and Days of Future Past right after X-Men 1 or 2. And, and there's a lot of debate between First Class and, and Future Past. That was right. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, think, I think Future Past does a great job of, of molding both casts. Or, or, in, or not molding, but kind of combining them together and giving us a, a film that you can kind of see, oh, there's, a, there's you know, there's future Charles and there's future Magneto and there's past Magneto and past Charles Xavier. And I, I just think it's really cool. So um, I, agree. I, I like the fact, I, I, I love what they do. And I like the idea that you can, after you've already established them as young people in the first film you watch, you then can watch after, and you see them as older people uh, in one through three. You then combine them with Future Past, so it's almost in, with with the Wolverine. You haven't seen them in a while, hmm. so then all of a sudden, like including the Future Past people, you haven't seen them forever, it, or the First Class, seeing them in Future Past, it's kind of like oh, you see everyone at once. It's kind of like a a refreshing thing. So that's just that's my take on that anyway. That's fair, and I think that for me, I just kind of like connecting some of the plot threads because I think certain things about some of the characters because you kind of learn the fate of some of the first class characters kind of almost off camera or mm. just like in little memos and stuff and i think some of those details might not be as fresh in your mind if you've waited a lot of films between first class and days of future past but i think either viewing order works uh yeah so where are we going next uh so we're on days of future past uh i think we're all in agreement uh where that is i the only thing i'll say here again is this is one of our other films that there are two cuts I personally really prefer the road cut, especially mm. for all the reasons Paul just said about connecting the casts. Right. And it really is great bringing Rogue back in and seeing her with her powers and having that relationship with Logan and the film's payoff. It kind of actually really brings everything full circle between her and Logan from the first film. And I think it's a really important piece to have when you're watching these films, especially all together like this. I think you need all I, those extra scenes. I'm ashamed to say I own the Rogue cut. I still have never seen it. Oh, I think you're gonna like it. I think I'm sorry if I just gave something away. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'll, I'll totally forget probably by the time I because I do. I have. I've got it for Christmas years ago, and I'm like, oh, sweet, because I, you know, love the X Men films, and then, yeah, uh, I just never gotten back. I just never watched it. So. Oh, I think you're you're gonna like it. There's a lot of good stuff in there that uh, ties cool. everything back together again. And actually, and, and this is kind of, like I said at the beginning, there are options for I think watching the X Men films, and I think one option is. Just stop now. Uh, go directly from Days of Future. It's not, we're going to complete everything, so I'll go in a different order. But if you really just want to watch the good X-Men films, just stop at Days of Future Past and go straight to Logan. Just bypass the rest of this list, and you'll be fine. Um, and I, I think that's, that's an option, because this is such a great kind of uh, ending that just kind of takes everything, uh, like you said, both casts, both timelines, and just leaves it in a really good spot. Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, well, I also, I don't know if I have as strong of a preference for the Rogue Cut. I guess for me, I, I tend to lean a bit more towards theatrical 
well, just mm-hmm. in in general, because I'm like that's the one that counts. That's the one that you put on the big screen. But right. Um, but no, I mean, I guess for the for the road cut, I I agree that it's probably a little bit better than Days of Future Past. I don't know. It doesn't sound like though that I that the difference is quite as significant for me as it is for you. But in terms of viewing order, yeah, no no argument for where we're at with Days of Future Past. Cool. Uh, and I think it's the, the next ones. I, I think Paul and I are going to be in agreement on. It's we're going right to because. Th- Future Past ends with the Apocalypse teaser. So you go straight to yeah. Apocalypse. Um, Apocalypse ends with a, a Mr. Sinister teaser that I don't think goes anywhere. So we're just going to cut straight to Dark Phoenix. Um, and uh, and that really kind of closes. And the nice thing about this viewing order, I think, coming out of Dark Phoenix is that this now isn't the ending. If you're watching these movies this right. way, you don't have to worry about Dark Phoenix being your ending. It's just another. Absolutely. And again, this is going to be one of those optional kind of uh, points for people is do you or do you not include Deadpool? Uh, If you're including Deadpool, then I would watch it after Dark Phoenix. If you're not including Deadpool and you're just doing uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, Dark Phoenix, then Logan, and you're done. Um, If you're including Deadpool, I'd go Dark Phoenix and Deadpool just for, again, chronological sake, actually. It does make sense. It takes Mm -hmm. place... Presumably, if it takes place in a timeline, because it's Deadpool and he's breaking the fourth wall constantly, it would seem to take place in that gap. Um, and then after Deadpool, uh, this kind of matches. I think you kind of have to ra- match the release order. Uh, so I would go to Logan next and kind of a transit, a fun transition point they did in the theater uh, is that there was a Deadpool short called No Good Deed that played mm-hmm. right before Logan in favor of a post-credit scene and that's on the deadpool 2 disc so i would go deadpool the deadpool short then logan and then you close things off with deadpool 2 which opens it's not chronologically correct but it does open with deadpool holding the little uh, music box of logan dying so you kind of you don't want to go chronological in that case uh because it would spoil the ending of logan so a deadpool logan deadpool 2 the only exception i'll make for that is because they're not two versions of deadpool 2 there are three um yeah (laughs) i I lean on the theatrical cut for my favorite one and both the theatrical and the extended and open with that wolverine bit but the third version once upon a deadpool does not so if you want to keep your continuity order and go deadpool 1 deadpool 2 you would watch Once Upon a Deadpool, and then you could watch Logan and keep the chronology intact because it doesn't give away the ending of Logan. Yeah, I'm 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 going chronological, and as no surprise, and just, <laughs> and, and this is why though I think because if you're watching it, I, I to me, but it, it doesn't come as a, as a surprise to me if if you're gonna have a movie where Logan dies. I don't know. It just especially with with the way it is, it just it builds it. it telegraphs that a mile away in my opinion um this from the very so to me it's like not maybe it's because i i am too close to the subject matter but i will but i will i just have to say that there's i think you have to end if you're doing a viewing order again i'm mm-hmm. going rolling for myself i'm not i'm not going by as like introducing to somebody new because i feel like that's an 
that's an undertaking. I don't know. But if, if I'm if, <laughs> when I do this, I want to do it the right way, which is chronological. And I think especially <laughs> the right way, which is the way I like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In my, right way, in my opinion. Sorry. I, well, no, I, I, I get that because like if if I'm watching Star Wars and it's somebody I've never shown Star Wars before, they're watching four, five and six first. But like when I do my Star Wars review for a new movie, I watch one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well said. Yeah, exactly. Well said. So, yeah, but, the, but the major reason, though, I think you have to end with Logan is because it's the, a better film than like either of the Deadpool movies. And I feel like you want to end this X Men saga on a on, on the best note possible. And even though I'm I'm one of the, I hate saying and, and Sean and I, you know, Sean's <laughs> kind of more. No, I'm not sure. I don't remember if you were with me or not on this one, Sean, but. Oh, there I are things I absolutely love about Logan, but there are also things I absolutely hate about Logan. <laughs> so. yeah. Are you one of those? I think it's a tad bit overrated. I think it's a good. I think it's good, but I, don't, I think. Oh, it's a, a little tad... bit. I mean, you can't. I can't just say this movie is. Un, I mean, it's there. Were, I, I think when I first when I first saw it, I think I had an, a higher opinion of it than I did on subsequent viewings because when I first saw it, I just thought you know the ending just stuck with me and the ending felt so perfect that I was giving it maybe a little extra credit and a little more than it deserved, but cause there were stuff in the other, there were other parts of the movie that had really bothered me. Like I'm mm-hmm. never going to be okay with the fact that professor X got an innocent family murdered just cause he wanted some meatloaf. Like, no, <laughs> just no, it's such, yeah. it's such a horrible misstep for them to be on the run oh. from very, very, very dangerous people. And for Xavier, even though he was not, he was having some issues in the movie, he was still aware of the danger that they were in and aware enough that, there's just no way Charles Xavier makes that call that, oh, a home-cooked meal is just what Logan needs to understand what his what his life's journey must become. Yeah. Uh, but See, I, never, I, I, never mind I, the fact that these people are going to come and, and it's most likely going to get this family killed. Not to get scene-by-scene debate, but I, 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 I actually got to disagree with you on that one. Just because having had a relative and watched them degrade through dementia and kind of one of the heartbreaking things is the illogical decisions that they make. Uh, that actually really rang not only true, but really heartbreaking for me because you have somebody who, yeah, in every other circumstance would know better and act no better, but they're just a little too far gone somewhere in their head and they can't reason the way they were before. And so that, that actually was really kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, rang true and very heartbreaking for me. It was not something, uh, and again, not to, uh, go down to star Wars hole, but it's very much, I get into this argument with people on last Jedi too. It's like you, is that the Luke Skywalker you want to see? Probably not. Is there truth in there? Probably. And I, it's, it's a hard debate in the fanboy's head of do I even want to see that flawed version of my characters? Yeah, I mean, I also with experience with a relative with dementia, I mean, I think the way they portrayed it in this movie, though, in, the, in Logan in particular, was they took care in pretty much every other instance to show that Charles is lucid or he's not. And right. it's in a moment where he's lucid, where he makes that call. You know, they don't really get into mm. the idea that he makes if he if he, there were other moments where he appeared lucid, but was making wrong decisions. Then I would say, yes, we've established that that's what's going on with Charles right now. I don't think the movie adequately establishes that. So hmm. I, 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 it kind of got me when they I, said I don't he, give it that same pass. OK, I kind of give it that pass. just also because he had at some point something had happened where he had lost control and took out the X-Men. So, well, there was clearly... that, but he wasn't he was in control when he made that decision. And even when they were at the house, he's explaining he's reiterating the value of it. So that's why I can't I can't quite give it that pass. It, it's something that he's hmm. made up for a long time. But and, and the other, but that's, it actually points to the question. The question that I have, though, is as I'm starting to rethink this. Mm-hmm. Because Logan actually Logan actually is a pretty bleak movie. 
as yeah, great as great as it may be, and even though it provides an ending, it's a horrible ending to this world. <laughs> it's it's a pretty dark ending. Yeah, it's everybody not, we knew perfect. Everybody we knew and loved in this universe is dead, and I wonder. There, I'm starting to think if I, I might want to move Days of Future Past to the end because. <laughs> Well, I mean, think even though it's a different bleak ending or a different yeah. bleak future, both Logan and Days of Future Past point to bleak futures for the X-Men, and Days of Future Past is the one that gets him out of it. And that yeah. was also part of my thing with uh, with mm-hmm. Logan is, it, I mean, clearly James Mag- Mangold was like, I'm making a standalone movie. I, I tried to make a movie yeah. that was in the, uh, I tried to make a movie that was in the X-Men continuity right in the story. And I didn't really like it that much, so I'm going to do... I'm completely going off the beaten path and doing my own thing here. But I think the cost of that is that Logan ultimately undoes all the benefits of Days of Future Past. What was it all for of going back and and stopping Trask and all of those things that are accomplished in Days of Future Past? What's it all for if Charles Xavier is going to kill all the mutants anyway? I mean, you can say... I mean, Mm. in that moment, it's for something. You can't possibly know ahead of time what the next threat is going to be. So I I don't... It's not... I'm not calling out a Thor Ragnarok issue here where Thor saves Asgard (laughs) just so they can all die at the hands of Thanos a few minutes later. It's not that. But if we're talking about an ending to a series... um, I mean, Logan is very definitive. The story does not continue from here because none of the characters you really know besides X-23... Are is anybody whose story really continues beyond this point? So it is definitely right. an ending in definitive terms. But I, I tend to like these things to end on a more hopeful note, and uh, Days of Future Past yeah. provides that. So I'm I, I don't know how the rest of the story makes it work. Um, so but I'm starting to lean towards sliding Days of Future Past to the end. <laughs> well, I think there's also the argument that Logan is a completely alternate timeline. There, you could uh, even make the argument because I, I think. Yeah. There are versions of Caliban in Logan and Apocalypse that are obviously not the same character. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty it could very well be a completely different uh, chronology. Yeah, no, it totally could be. So, I mean, I think some people would have even made that point. <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. But it's hard because there's so much of these movies where timelines don't add up anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, well, or the yeah, other nothing thing makes sense and nothing does. I mean, the other thing you could argue is, is that. Logan is the end of the original timeline because Logan makes reference to Liberty Island, which theoretically probably wouldn't have happened in the alternate timeline. Mm. So Logan could be the ending of the last stand timeline. And then days of future past is the ending of the, uh, the alternate timeline. Yeah. I buy that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So no, I, I, and I, I think that's a, that's a good point too, Sean. You said you could, you could end with days of future past last if you wanted to in some kind of, you know, very, you know, in the, in the way that you could make apocalypse and, you know, cause, cause let's be, let's be real. None of the timelines work, no matter what order you do it in, it doesn't make sense. So no, I was going to say, try to explain the first yeah. scene and last stand from a timeline perspective. It's not, yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah, make no. any sense. <laughs> it's all so, broken. So there's no, yeah. yeah, like there's no right or, yeah, you can't justify anything by saying, well, this is what, you know, yeah. so yeah, yeah. You, you could, you could technically end, first class or excuse me uh the whole series on days of future past which i kind of like that actually you know if i were i mean almost again, go I, yeah just, logan to days of future past because logan gives you a bleak mm-hmm. ending and then days of future past points to you know some of that same well it's not the same kind of bleak but it's its own version of bleak but it still gives you an opportunity for something yeah, a little yeah. more a little more hopeful not as definitive because it 
it yeah. ends open ended, but I mean, I, I guess it depends on whether or not you need the ending to be one hundred percent definitive, and and I really don't because even if you look at something like Endgame, it, it's an ending for some characters, but not necessarily an ending, and not at all an ending for a lot of characters, and I think that kind of works because that's the, what that's kind of what a universe is. It goes on beyond even the characters that you are initially introduced mm-hmm. to and, and even spend a lot of time with, so. Yeah, I'm starting to think that I go from from Logan to Days of Future Past just to end on that note because I feel like some of the stuff in Logan, even the idea of having Professor X kill all the mutants, some of that that's almost bleak for the sake of being bleak. It doesn't, mm-hmm. and and also a very nice, convenient way to move all the other pieces off the board. Here's why Charles Xavier and Logan are the only two I'm I'm talking about here from the rest of the other movies. Here's why nobody else is going to factor in. They're all dead. Well, how did it happen? Well, I have to connect it to one of the characters you actually care about in this, so I'm going to put it on Xavier. So, I mean, these are not necessarily issues when I... And that's part of my difficulty with evaluating Logan the more that I think about it. I still think it's a great movie, but I don't necessarily love every choice that it makes in the movie in terms of how it how it handles these characters. Which is, uh, like you were saying, Brian, uh, with the and I'm really going to carefully avoid a Last Jedi debate here, but... Um, <laughs> Please, that's but, but no, but there is, there is validity to the point, though, that just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's not necessarily great story or that it's not a valid character choice. So, yeah. you know, there is a difference between what you like versus, you know, something that just flat out doesn't make sense. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I also sometimes just uh, and this is kind of you talk a lot about uh, positive and negative fandom, which I really appreciate. And I think one of the things that has kind of gotten me through some of these movies and got around to a point where I could watch things like Last Stand or Origins again. Uh, not that I'm going to watch them a lot, but I did rewatch them at one point. And um, and even some of the clunky parts in Star Wars was that I kind of look to accept the movie for what they are and see the good in them. Because uh, mm. I think initially there is, especially like something like Last Stand, I kind of got it. It was a knee-jerk reaction of, I'm done, I'm out, thanks a lot, bye. And now I kind of look at it, and it's just a piece in this puzzle, and it kind of fits the flow. And I kind of just accept it for what it is. We move on. There's always great stuff coming. And there's there could be some missteps like Dark Phoenix, but there could be more good stuff along the way. So yeah, no, I, I, it's just kind of how I make peace with it. No, I totally get that. I mean, especially when you know that things move on that that the earth Mm -hmm. keeps spinning in terms of superhero movies still having an ability to exist that the pressure on these movies isn't the same you know i think when Mm -hmm. we go back especially for something like last stand it's 2006 so we're six years into this current superhero movie boom and and i counted as starting with x-men in 2000 i know some people want to say blade in in 98 and i say that it was made and marketed as action horror not superhero and that's part (laughs) of and that's part of why it succeeded and not to take anything away from the movie, because I, I love the first Blade, the first two Blade movies. But I really count this whole thing as getting started with X-Men in 2000. And in 2006, I think we were still clutching to it. Like, if you do this wrong, it's all going to go away. And we saw movies that had been doing it wrong. But X-Men oh, yeah. had been one of the franchises we trusted. And so when X-Men comes in and, and does it wrong, and it's a double whammy because it's X-Men Last Stand in 2006 and then Spider-Man 3 in 2007... You're just like, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. We finally got this thing that we always wanted, and now they're ruining it, and it's going to go away. But now we know it didn't go away. It's just fine, and so it's easier to go back and look at these things because you don't feel like 
these movies cost you something. It's I always point out to Batman and Robin. Some people because I can watch Batman and Robin now. If it's on, I'll watch it and I will laugh my <laughs> ass off because I can just happily laugh at all of the mistakes of Batman and Robin and just have the best time with it, even though I know it's terrible. I can laugh my way through it when there was a time I couldn't because it made the Batman franchise go away. But then the Batman franchise came back and it was fun. Not only fine, it was great. So I don't have that same sensitive, you know, fan reaction of, Oh, this thing, this thing made, this movie made the thing that I like go away for a while. It doesn't happen like that. These things survive. They, they, they endure and they always come back around. I mean, Mm -hmm. even after last stand, we still got another great X-Men movie in days of future past. Yeah. And I think it's that it's that, for kind of perspective of history where you just kind of like because i agree that's that's where i thought at the end of spider-man 3 this is done yep we're we're out and i i actually was very hesitant to even go see iron man for that point because it was just like i've been burned and i'm burned about the stuff by by the stuff that i care about like spider-man right. and phoenix um but now that's it's just, really fun. now it's kind of just part of the the the, the, ch- the chain of watching how these things evolved and kind of pointing at it and I will have to say, just as a side point, the only way I can watch Batman and Robin is with the commentary track and the humor of listening to Joel Schumacher apologize throughout the entire commentary <laughs> track is really enjoyable for me. I I love Schumacher straight up. <laughs> like, I, I do. I mean, I, I know he, he definitely had problems, but I just got to say I love Joel Schumacher. You know, one of the things about back in the day about franchise killers, and I think X-Men is one of those things where it's interesting because you didn't have franchise killers, but there were so much you had like last stand that came out and it was not, it was successful, but it wasn't as successful as, you know, it was actually take it back. It was successful enough that Fox, because again, they fought to have Memorial day weekend for the last stand. And that's the reason why, why Brian Singer singer didn't come back to last stand is because they, he wanted them to wait. He wanted to do both. And they said, no, because they wanted to put the movie out ASAP, yep. and mm. and and I'm, I'll never forget, I'll never forget when uh, when I was reading all that, and and I was I, this is when I first, I mean, I always kept track of how much you know superhero movies made, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, I was really, really looking looking and analyzing as much as my little brain could do at the time when this came out, uh, because I was curious what what the ramifications were going to be as a result of this movie. And sure enough, I mean, the movie made a, a ton of money, and yeah, so, so it was the highest-grossing one for a long time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so it was it was just really interesting to see how that affected them going forward. Because then I think the next movie after that was um, Origins. Wolverine. Origins. Origins. Yeah, it was yeah. Origins. And and then so, but then they had almost like course correct, like oh crap, we made a mistake. And yeah, it's just it was it's just interesting to see what they did to get people back into the seats and, and, and the, the good graces and, and everything. then lose them again. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And then lose them again. It's, it's, it's just fascinating because what, cause think about this, they try to hold on to a 19 year continuity by just butchering the, the timeline completely. Yeah. But through... with so much of that being arbitrary though, I mean, it's not, yeah, yeah. I, I can't even give them cause I would, I, I would happily give them the benefit of the doubt of, look, you're trying to hold 19 years worth of movies together. Uh, that's really, really, and I know it's not as high of a film count as the MCU, uh, but it also it has its own degree of difficulty because this is 19 years and not 11 years of of actors and director and different filmmakers coming in and out. So it has its own set of challenges. And so if there were continuity, if there were inevitable continuity breaks as a result of that, fine, 
cool. I'll give you that. I can't, I can't fault you for just the basic realities that you're working with, but I can fault you when you arbitrarily do things that bust up your timelines. And, you know, when I, and which I talked a lot about that in the spoiler review of, of how easy it is to forgive those things, except for when uh, they're done for absolutely no reason. And that seems to be, uh, that seems to be the case with these. But what's in, what is interesting about this franchise um, is that even though it has had, I mean, now it's it's over and done because we know we know what happens next. Not ex- not specifically, but we know the the main thing of what happens next. But this franchise, though, I mean, it never went away for any substantial period of time. I mean, from no. what was the longest gap between movies? I mean, three years between what, X two and and Last Stand, and then from Last Stand to Origins. I mean, we've always had some kind of mutant movie, uh, just about every other year or every you know every few years at the most. Um, this so even with missteps like Last Stand, and that put it on a course of diminishing returns for a little bo- for a little while. But then Wolverine helped turn the tide, and then X Men: Days of Future Past became the highest grossing uh, X Men film of all time at that point in time when it was released. So this franchise has shown that it's had the ability to recover even from times where it seemed like it couldn't. And my guess is, if it were going to go on, it could it probably could recover again from where it is now, but it's not it's not going to have that opportunity because obviously it's going to be a completely new iteration but then it will definitely recover because it's going to be part of a much healthier op- uh, operation absolutely uh and i think i think that's one of the reasons uh cuz there's still two things to address uh, uh for my list uh but that's one of the reasons i actually like keeping deadpool 2 at the end uh afterwards because i there's a question mark about if this franchise is over uh and at some point, I don't know if New Mutants is going to factor into this or it's just going to be its own standalone movie, but there's also the Deadpool question. <laughs> or it's um, never going to see the light of day. <laughs> I, you know, I think I still, that's a whole, that's an, again, another podcast, but I, I do wonder if Disney is going to actually fund those reshoots, if they're really going to do that. But Based um, on the performance of Dark Phoenix, I don't know how you could. I don't know why you would. Yeah. Uh, I think you either release what you have direct to cable or you just... Yep. Uh, or you just shelve it. I, I don't understand why. you. It, if it's admittedly wrong, why would you give the guys guy who just messed up Dark Phoenix the I, license to supervise reshoots to make that movie work when he doesn't know? Or you it's the first time Marvel Studios would have input into one of their movies and say, OK, we know how to fix it. Everybody step aside. Yeah. I, honestly, I think you just I think they just they don't do reshoots. I, I, if anything, that's new the mutants, most economical choice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no question. I mean, well, it, well, and also I think that you can make it work because if if we're putting this in the new if we're putting this in the timeline or in this viewing order, which I, I think we'll see it eventually. It, to me, you've already spent a bunch of money on it. You might as well recoup something from it. And you, there's, there's plenty of people that are going to pay like a Netflix or or Hulu. whatever you want to do. Yeah, it's going to go to yeah. I'm, you're going to yeah. Disney's going to pay itself on Hulu for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So, so put on Hulu and then you release it on 4K. All this, all the big hardcore movie people like me are going to buy it on 4K eventually. And then you you to me from what I can gather from the trailers that we've we've seen, I probably put that in like somewhere between Deadpool 1 and 2 and then before uh Logan. So I mean it, it depends it completely depends on the state of the movie. I don't know if yeah. what they have is releasable. If it is, dump it on Hulu. If it's not, then just put it on the shelf. The the, the main thing yeah. I wouldn't do is I would not invest more money. I would not invest more money to make it releasable. It either is or it isn't. 
uh, and I would release it as is on a on a VOD or streaming platform. That's how I yeah, would do it. From what I've heard from the director, it's he finished his cut, turned it into the studio, and he was happy with it. And then the studio dictated the reshoots. I and I wish I could cite the interview that I read that in because it's been a long time since yeah. anybody talked about it. But it sounded like he had a version he was happy with, and then they tested it and wanted to amp up that horror aspect. So. It, this seems studio mandated, and I now that the studio and the ownership and the leadership is different, I, I, I get why they're saying they're going to do the reshoots, but I still wonder if it's actually going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't think it would. I don't think the they wouldn't get the re, the right return on it for the extra money that they're going to spend. So I I would agree with release that. it um, in whatever condition you can. But what were your your last bits for your list here? The last bits is uh, one of the other reasons for ending with Deadpool two is I'm not sure if. Deadpool will continue into in this series, his own series, or cross over into the MCU, mm. or if it, they could even use the fact that he's time traveling at the end of Deadpool two as a way of just jumping continuities if they really want to explain it. Which with totally. Deadpool, you really you really don't have to, but you do whatever you they want. Could have, <laughs> exactly. So this might be that could actually end up being the bridge to just these films going into the MCU or going into what's next. So I kind of leave Deadpool two as an ellipsis at the end right now for whatever happens next. But the other thing we haven't talked about is I, uh, I said I was putting X-Men origins Wolverine on the side and now it's time to, uh, kind of work it in. Big gap of silence. Y you were, we're ending with it. <laughs> no, we're not, in, we're not okay. ending with it. No, oh, we're not okay. ending with it. Okay. I, I, you kind of just need to, <laughs> I didn't mean to scare you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, was like, huh? I was like, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> you know, just, it's easier to t to give people options for where to watch it if you know mm. the viewing order in its okay. entirety. Um, so uh, I, I, part of me says, I think, Sean, you mentioned this possibility. You could go first uh, and just have that be the beginning of the series. Uh, and, no, because uh, you wouldn't want – you're not going to – if you're introducing this universe to somebody for the first time and you show them Origins first, they're not going to come back over to watch the rest of the movies with you. Exactly. I mean, no. I, I completely agree with that. And I also think it's uh, to make another Star Wars parallel. It's the Empire Strikes Back issue. It, part of the fun of X-Men one and two is where who is where is Wolverine? Come, where did he come from? Who right. is he? And if you show them origins first, that mystery and that fun of which is part of X-Men one and two is gone. Hmm. So uh, that's why I wouldn't start with origins. But if you're doing if it's a repeat viewing like Paul and you're watching these movies again, you could start with Origins, and then that way the first-class cameo, if you're doing that chronological one, will make sense because you've seen Wolverine in that film, and then you see the cameo. And it's a little fuzzy with the continuity because Wolverine technically jumps forward, but then that does help make sense. Um, so that's one option. The other option for Origins Wolverine would be all the setup for Origins is in X2. So you could do X2 and then Origins Wolverine because all those stuff with Stryker is set up in two and then pays off in origins from plant and payoff. So that works. The only problem with that is you're kind of breaking up the flow from two to three. And you're also, uh, uh, you're making somebody watch origins and will and last stand back to back. And I wouldn't do that to anybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, but, but it would be the reverse thing too, is keep the release order and do last stand and then origins Wolverine. And then you could watch the Wolverine, uh, 
and this is why I was saving this for the last because it just it could go anywhere because and it, like I said, when I watched it with people, I cut it out. <laughs> we just didn't watch this movie because it just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, or you could. I, I would cut it if I couldn't cut it if that was against the rules and I had to put it in there somewhere. Yeah. I, I guess I would wedge it between, or almost arbitrarily wedge it between Wolverine and First Class. Mm-hmm. Just somewhere in the middle, um, and just let everybody know that this is like this is the drinking game movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's and, that's, and that's that's one of the other options. And the last option, actually, that I kind of decided on, and this is when we actually finally did it. When I did finally get around to showing it uh, uh, off our list, I just said, "Guys, this movie doesn't count. It's a little off continuity." Yeah, and I did it as a drinking game lead into the first Deadpool because really the only. Mm relevance origin serves is to set up a lot of jokes in Deadpool and Deadpool 2. So you might as well just watch them back to back. That's fair. Yeah, I think I uh, I think I like that one. You got if you have to put it somewhere, I, I I think yeah, leading into Deadpool, I think that works the best. Yeah, and just have a Deadpool double feature and everybody's nice and happy and a little <laughs> warm and they have Deadpool to sober up, so you're good. There you go. The, Sending the people reason, home. And again, for me, what would be interesting and, and the way I saw it as with my viewing order that days of future past alters the timeline. So Wade actually survives whatever that is and becomes that Deadpool that we see in the movies now. Hmm. Is and that, that's what, how old ahead. is Wade then? Yeah. Well, Wade. Okay. So in the comic books, Wade has, so he, he, he's not a mutant technically. Right. Yeah. He's given the healing factor that's forced into his body and it's keeping him alive from this cancer right. that, you know, he's not again, which I, I've always wished that he was a mutant, that that was his mutant healing factor, mm-hmm. but it's not. So whatever. So Wade's supposed to be, <laughs> he's pretty old at this point, you know? And I feel that like you could do the same thing with him and cause he's, you know, whatever. Cause he's, isn't he supposed to be a mutant in the, or no, they, 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 they give, they do like in the, in the comic books, he's not a yeah, mutant. Yeah, they force him. Um, which is really weird because then he's in the, why is he in the team of mutants then? And no, he has to have some powers because he's like, he's, he's like, no, he's a ricocheting bullets off his blades, which is not even possible. And, uh, in, in well, origins, he has to be some kind of mutant, right? In origins, uh, yes. In Deadpool, I would think no, because they do the same gag in Deadpool too, and he can't deflect the bullets. <laughs> right. That's That's right. Okay, that's right. Okay, so you know what? So then, yeah. So I think Days of Future Past alters that time, alters reality, and Wade is different, and he becomes the Deadpool we know in the movies, but not in Origins because Origins happens, you know, before Mm -hmm. all that jazz. That makes any sense? Uh, I mean, in terms of the X Men chronology, yeah, that makes total sense because it's about as loose (laughs) as it is. Yep, exactly. exactly. It it makes perfect sense in a world where. Timelines don't have to make an ounce of sense. Yeah. Or I can't tell when Xavier is walking or not walking or if he's bald or has hair or what's going on. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I, I think you made the right call, though. If just break the rules, skip origins. It's the best thing you can do. It really was. Uh, and the only reason I would include it is if you're doing double features, it's 12 movies. So you kind of uh, you, you need all you need to fill all the nights and not leave one. So the drinking game option works the best. <laughs> Very cool. So I was making notes for myself of what order we went in. And then somewhere along the way, I got lost in the conversation and stopped making <laughs> notes. So give us a recap of, of the, uh, of the order. Uh, okay. I'll, I'm going to, it's going to do my order. And then, uh, yep. I think Paul has his own order so he can do his. Uh, so I, my order is X-Men, 
X-Men 2, X-Men Last Stand, The Wolverine, uh, plus the alternate, watching the alternate ending mm-hmm. that we had seen, First Class, Days of Future Past, The Road Cut, X-Men Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, Deadpool, The Short Deadpool, No Good Deed, Logan, and Deadpool 2. Perfect. Works for me. Okay. Yeah, All and I'll right. I'll post I'll try to post that up. Uh, I haven't actually used the Discord yet, but I'll try to post that up on the Discord. Do the Discord, man. Do it. I um, have the. It's all installed. I just haven't actually entered the conversation. So can I can I can I do recap my order really fast? Go for it. All right. So it goes first class Wolverine Origins X Men one two and three, then you do the Wolverine, then you do, then you do Days of Future Past, and then you do. Uh, Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, Deadpool One, Deadpool Two, and then you end it all with Logan. I don't have my order is basically the same as uh, what Brian's got, or at least I like it. So <laughs> I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> I you. haven't been putting forth my own besides release order. I would go towards. I would lean towards uh, Brian's order. Uh, the only thing I'm debating, and I'm not committing to it yet, so I won't make an amendment to the list. Uh, but I am still thinking very much about the idea of moving days of future past to the end, but I won't cross that bridge until I ever try to watch all these movies again. And I don't know when that's going to be. So don't expect to get an update on my, on where I stand on that list anytime soon. How far are you into last stand right now? Is it still playing? Uh, yeah. So how far am I into this movie? I didn't start playing it immediately when we started recording. I'm at the point where, well, it's after, Magneto has gone and picked up Jean Grey, and so now she's okay. at the point where she's threatening him with syringes. So, <laughs> oh, that that bit. Yep. Yeah, uh, Jean's threatening uh, uh, Magneto. Yep, it's totally different from Dark Phoenix. Doesn't happen at all. Completely yeah. different story. Which is totally fine, except it's also got to be good. I mean, Marvel oh, Studios' yeah. version of Civil War is not the comic book version version of Civil War. Although I would still say it captures the spirit of the story in many respects. Uh, yeah. Not maybe not all of it, but certainly more than either of the Dark Phoenix adaptations in the Fox X Men universe captured the uh, the spirit of that storyline. Well, uh, I think you have to do that storyline. You have, and what works about Civil War is you have good character development throughout that shows you who those guys are yep. when they get in that situation. And unfortunately, they haven't done the work to earn Dark Phoenix in either case. Totally agree. Completely agree. Well, I think we're wrapped up. We didn't. Nothing else left on your viewing. No, no last minute additions to the viewing order or changes. No more surprises unless they've announced something in the trades while we've been talking. Okay. Well, I don't think so. At least none of my I notifications have gone off on Twitter. So okay. <laughs> I, th- I think we're okay. <laughs> we're safe. Yeah. So that is where we will wrap up. But it's not where we're going to say goodbye to Brian because Brian is going to join us for the Patreon credit scene in which we are going to uh, make some additions to his MCU viewing order. And if you missed that original episode, again, that's episode 91 of Marvel Studios News. You can find it wherever you found this episode of the podcast. Just scroll further back in the feed, uh, and you'll find that episode. And then the Patreon credit scene, uh, you can find that and all of the different exclusive uh, Patreon content we have at patreon.com slash Marvel Studios News. But just in case, Brian, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me at uh, Film Crew, crew spelled like my last name, C-R-E-W-E, just about everywhere. And I forgot to plug this the last time, but I, at my website, filmcrew.com, there's a short film called Un Liberacion, which takes place in World War II and stars uh, the Red Skull, Ross Marquand. Nice. And uh, you might want to check that out. It was, uh, he's a really great guy, and he does a great job, completely different character That's with awesome. a French accent. So uh, it's worth checking out. It's only about 16 minutes long. That's cool, dude. Thank you. Paul, where can they find you? 
You can find me on Twitter at Hermit22 with two N's, a.k.a. P-Thug. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Sean Gerber, Sean spelled S-E-A-N. You can find this podcast at our website, marvelstudiosnews.com, on Facebook and Instagram at Marvel Studios News, and on Twitter at Marvel Newscast. And once again, for all of our Patreon exclusives, patreon.com slash News. So for Paul and Brian, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. 